Chasing the Triple Crown. Eighth podcast. 175 days until the Kentucky Derby. This is Howard Dinette, CEO of Angolite Media. Max Dinette, joining me today, is editor-in-chief of Angolite Media and also is the host of Beers, Beards, and Bastards, a comedic look at craft beer. That is me. There he is. Uh, so you just got back from your trip. Yes. You were just at the Santa, Santa Anita. You Santa Anita. In the, Santa Anita. The Breeders' Cup <laughs> weekend. How'd that go? It was awesome. Good. A lot of fun. Went with the, <laughs> the, elu- the ever-elusive the Tommy. Ever-elusive. And I actually talked to him about coming on the show, but and he was supposed to make it this week, but he was going to a hockey game tonight, so he couldn't couldn't make it was he who was he even seeing oh was like a he was actually it's a kind of a c league hockey league down in uh, oh i see how it is down in uh um, league Florida. He's, in, he's in orlando so he was going to see the, the elmira somebody's play against the can't remember the name of his team out in orlando but uh mm-hmm. that's okay he'll, he'll he'll get on here he said next couple of weeks he'll be on gotta so. gotta hassle him on the air a little though <laughs> give, that, give him give him a little hassle horse racing um, but we, is just we not had we had an absolute ball that's i good. mean on Friday, we were, we were both there, and we—I did pretty well on Friday. I think I won four or five hundred bucks. And uh, That's a good day. Tommy, Tommy was taking it pretty hard. <laughs> he was—he <laughs> yeah. was going two fists in and taking it pretty hard. But he—I'll uh, tell you later. He—he he, he hit hit a couple good ones uh, on. Uh, Saturday, so that's. I mean, it's always Made it it's, back it's little, better yeah. to finish well than it is to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you Go know, so under. He, yep. He he took a pretty hard first couple of days, but man, he finished like a, a trooper. So cool. Anyhow, this is the Breeders' Cup edition. Ooh. A little excited, you know, to kind of run through some of the stuff that happened. Um, there was a Jubilees race. It was a great race. Um, but first, let's start with a little news. I should get a little news clip like a the, the new, yeah. like that. <laughs> there you go. So this is probably a good thing for me. Orb retired. <laughs> Your affinity, <laughs> affinity has come to a close. It's coming to a close. It's good because I've recently has lost a little money with with Orb. A little tongue tied there. Um, you know, after a few anemic starts, they uh, they kind of put him. They're going to put him out the stud, which is which is fine. Yeah. Um, Not a bad way. He had 12 career starts, earnings of $2.6 million or so. And he's a racing homebred for the Stuart Gianni III at Phipps Stable, hmm. trained by Shug McGahee. Um, you know, I heard a couple of people talking about it. They were a little bit upset that they, they felt like they retired him too early. He's a and three-year-old. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that, but it's more, you know, they have to kind of judge it as if he's going to get hurt or yeah. something like that so i mean he's a pretty expensive horse so i mean if like this the spirit's not willing either you know, yeah know. so i mean it's kind of weird because i talked about it i was like do you think he's like going to be done and you're yeah, like i don't know i don't know like other but episodes he, i was like he's done maybe i jinxed him do you think i jinxed yeah, him nah, i don't think so <laughs> i think they i mean i think they're pretty they put these horses out pretty quick yeah so well i'm glad that it wasn't like a catastrophe because uh, catastrophe yeah. that yeah. um set him off or anything at least he had a good run and he's kind of going Me out too. going it, on a know, good note 12 starts it's good 2.6 million that's better honorable you know, yeah he's, he's he's a fairly expensive horse so yeah. that's good he'll probably have some good offspring um so breeders cup news wise dan groupie doll misdirection beholder 
they all, I don't know if I can say repeat, I think Beholder ran in a different race, but they all won again this year. They won last year. Hmm. So, and I think I had money on all of those horses, so that was good. Yeah. Um, and the ever effervescent <laughs> Mucho Macho Man I like him. wins the $5 million Classic, and I was very excited to mm. see him win. Yeah. And Maxie didn't have money on him. You know I what? Did, I did. I had a <laughs> I had a lost weekend last weekend. <laughs> there you go. So uh, I unfortunately kind of I got up a little late on Saturday. There you go. So in uh, other news, Ron the Greek sold to foreign interests. Don't really know what the hell that <laughs> means. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't can, know. Can we talk about foreign interests? What kind of foreign like? I th- I think it could be the, Middle Eastern yeah, the or European. Yeah. I didn't really dive too deep into that. <laughs> maybe um, the Greeks. <laughs> I know, maybe the Greeks. I don't know. They're having all sorts of freaking banking troubles over there, so uh, I doubt yeah. it. They don't have two wooden nickels to rub together. That's true. Um, he may do a couple more starts, but is headed to stud. Um, he's had and he's had a great career. Twenty nine mm-hmm. starts. 12 stakes wins or or places for 2.7 million in earnings. Hmm. Um, so I, I read that he had a quarter crack, and I was wondering, and, and I should know what a quarter crack is, mm-hmm. but it's a very common uh, hoof injury for horses. Hoof, hooves injury for horses. Um, so I, I did a, a little bit. Hooves. Hooves. Did a little research on that. So Ron the Greek had a he a quarter crack so it's a crack in the hoof and sometimes they try to glue them but it's like really tough to kind of that glue seems like them a that seems like a cruel irony or something yeah, you know like the whole like, i guess it doesn't really work all that well so like, um i guess santa anita is known uh, uh, the sand there really dries out the hooves on, on, on horses so Horses are really prone to uh, quarter cracks there. So that little bit on quarter cracks. Anyhow, moving along. So let's go on to some rants and raves. Little sound effect there, Maxie. So the veterans in the Breeders' Cup, Gary Stevens and Mike Smith. These guys were freaking riding like nobody's business in the Breeders' Cup, man. They, They had quite a few wins. Um, and I guess Mike Smith edged out uh, Gary Stevens for the Shoemaker Award, which is a, a riding award for the Breeders' Cup. But it's, it's good they both were in competition for it. They're mm-hmm. both, you know, older veterans. Gary Stevens is just he's a, like a, a class great, act. Yeah, he's a class act. So is Mike Smith. Both those guys are just great. So little golf clap there, Maxie, <laughs> for for, for those. <laughs> um. So that's that's a rave. Let's do a little rant. Uh, Breeders' Cup is over. That's a big ass bummer for me because I was <laughs> look, looking looking forward to that. And you know, I, I told my buddy Tommy, flying out there, the minute you hit the ground, you, you know, we'll be saying shit. We're coming back, yeah, and the clock is it's, ticking. It's all yeah. over with. We had a it was awesome. We had a great time. Yeah, it's good. It was a great time. And, and Santa Anita is is unbelievable. So that that's my rant. Now I'm on to my rave. Santa Anita. I, I think that they should be running the Breeders' Cup every year. Yeah. That track is really well run. Um, we, we were in the clubhouse on the third floor, mm-hmm. and we never stood in a line more than two or three people deep, which is, that's, I mean, for the yeah, Breeders' Cup, good. there's a ton of people there. Awesome job to uh, Santa Anita. So give them a little clap. 
and then uh, the grounds are impeccable. They got all these really. If I took a bunch of pictures, I put, took a bunch of night pictures again, and like they have these really funky trees with like almost Dr. Seuss like balls <laughs> on them. Seuss like quality. Seuss like they do have Seuss like quality, with little Christmas lights all over them. Yeah. They have it really. It's just impeccable. Even the you know the grandstand side is really nice. It's wide. There's a mm. lot of windows. Um, Does that just compete a, for your favorite, or is Saratoga yeah, always going to be No, I'll tell top? you what. For a track to go to bet at and just the experience, it's a good track. Yeah. I, I can't say it. I like it more than because Saratoga is close to my heart because it's like kind of in my, like my heritage. Yeah. heritage. But um, San Anita's, San Anita's close. It's close. It's it's really nice. Top uh, West Coast. Of and actually, they have least. the best carved sandwiches anywhere, and it's true. Ooh. Tommy and I on Saturday, I said, you know, we're running a little bit late. We're like, ah, we'll just get a sandwich at the track. So we went, and they have these carved sandwiches. Yeah. There's this big ogre of a chef standing there hacking these. It looks like a, a cow. I mean, it, they're God. huge. And he's just hacking. What do you, you know, it's like, what do you want? It's kind yeah. of like, yeah, yeah. like the soup Nazi. <laughs> 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 he, he puts He puts the meat on your bread and... You know, the next person's a little bit nicer, and then you get to the cashier for the tip part of it. Yeah, she's super nice. Yeah, <laughs> the chef, the chef, <laughs> it's a gradient. The chef service gradient. Yeah. Got some anger issues. Like, but the angriest guy, he's got to hack the meat. Well, and then they open up like this tin, and there's just like dead carcasses of you know <laughs> corned beef carcasses, and roast beef, and turkey. I mean, it's just yeah. like dead animal carcasses that are cooked that he's shaving off. Sounds appetizing, it's, it's yeah. awesome. No, but it's really good. Yeah. So we had a corned beef and some kind of, like, Kaiser roll, which was awesome. And they put pickles on it with horseradish and mustard. There you go. Awesome sandwiches, breakfast sandwiches. <laughs> Primo. So, and they say they have the best curve sandwiches in the country, and I I, I, I would agree with them. You'd, they were, they were great, you'd go great, for that, yeah. yeah. So uh, my last... Somewhere uh, in, like, Chicago, some guy's like, No! <laughs> <laughs> so if you get to Santa Anita on the club on the on Santa Anita on the clubhouse side, go get a carved sandwich. They're awesome, yeah. and they're not that bad. I mean, it was like you know, Tommy had a beer at like eight in the morning, so it was like two sandwiches, a beer, and a and I had a water. I think it was like twenty six bucks, which is not bad. You know, usually yeah. you get robbed at these places, but right. it wasn't bad. Yeah, it could be worse, sure. So uh, some sad news. I mean. In the $2 million Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies, a horse went down, which was, I mean, he couldn't see it. It was on the third turn. It was J.R. Velasquez, and he, he he fell. I watched it afterwards, and it made my stomach turn. He fell really hard, and they they took him to the hospital, and he had to have his spleen removed. So, And I think he's still in the hospital. So Yikes. our condolences to J.R., the horse Secret Compass, was a great filly had to be euthanized which is, is, is it's like, like heart-wrenching it's, yeah it's heart-wrenching it's sad our condolences to the folks around the team around sweet uh secret compass and you know uh out to jr velasquez hope hope you're feeling better soon i think he's out for the rest of the year yikes um so he's a great jock and really don't like to see that stuff happen but it happens yeah, so it's just anyhow, kind of part of it sad unfortunately I, I would go sad news rant it's a little bit of yeah. a rant because it's it's upsetting so on to some lighter on a lighter note on a lighter <laughs> note so i just had had to say it i mean that stuff happens it's horse racing so yeah um in the chase for the triple crown which which this is all about what we're all about here Max. sure yep um the 
the juvenile was ran. Um, it's, and it's the sixth race in the Derby prep, the 34 Derby prep series, 34 race Derby prep series that we always go. talk yeah. about. Um, and and w- there's actually standings. If you go to the Kentucky Derby's website, little Kentucky Derby shout out there. Mm-hmm. Um, they have, if you type in Kentucky Derby prep races, they have a, they have like horse standings. So the standings so far are Havana, which is a Todd Pletcher horse, has 14 points. Bondholder has 11. New Year's Day, the horse that won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, and he kind of snuck through to win. Yeah. Um, and he's a Bob Baffert horse, um, has 10 points. We Miss Artie, another Pletcher horse, Artie. has 10, 10 points. It's Archie. Amis Holiday, I think he she won the or he won the gray up in uh, Toronto at Woodbine. Oh yeah, and then Cleborn, who scratched in the juvenile, that's a Dale Roman's horse, mm-hmm. has ten, and then it goes on from there. Dance with Fate has four. Honor Code, who I like a lot, who's going to be running at the end of this month, has four. Smarty's Echo for Smart Cover for Big Bazinga, who was second to Ami's Holiday and the Gray. Right on Curlin has three, and Strong Mandate, the big loping uh, D. Wayne Lucas horse, has two. And I, I think he's a decent horse too. But mm-hmm. so in the in the juvenile um, that was ran in the Breeders' Cup Series, I think it was race eight. Um, it w- it was a pretty interesting race. They. Uh, the fractions, I, I, you know, they said that speed wasn't favoring at Santa Anita anymore. I, mm-hmm. I don't believe it because there was it, a yeah. lot of speed going on. So um, pretty quick fractions for the juvenile contest. The first quarter was running 22-6, and six, which is smoking fast. The mm-hmm. half was done at 45, which is super fast. The three quarters, 109 and 7, which is still fast. And then at the mile, they started spitting the bit. So they, yeah, they started, started, slowing, they down started slowing down a little bit. So into the first turn on the race, um, Strong Mandate was wide, which is which is kind of strange for Strong Mandate. He was wide, mm-hmm. and he was coming out of the 14 slot, I do believe. I think he was the 14 slot. Maybe not. Yeah, I, I think he was he was wide. He was like the either the thirteen or the fourteen. He was he wide was the into the turn. Area, yeah. um, Conquest Titan and Rum Point got got into the lead with Strong Mandate kind of jockeying around, and those two those two horses were kind of rabbits. Um, Havana was also a little bit wide, and he was like in the the fourth or fifth spot, and 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 actually because Jr. got hurt, Jr. Velasquez got hurt. Yeah. Gary Stevens was on Havana for the mm-hmm. first time. So I'm thinking, so he had never ridden him before. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe if JR was on Havana, he might have done, I mean, done a little I think better. Gary Stevens is a great jock. But yeah, there's that being chemistry. Being kind of thrown on him at the last minute is, you know, yeah. I, I think you have something to learn. Or everybody's got something yeah, to learn. Yeah. He's a great jock, but anyhow. You can't um, learn it like So yeah. coming to the top of the stretch, Havana swings wide. He went maybe four or five out from the rail, and he drifted out a little bit because he looked like he was getting tired because the pace was so fast. Um, and then New Year's Day was on the inside, and he had been saving ground the whole way around. He was on mm. the rail most of the way around. He wasn't, like, stalking or anything. He was, like, fifth, fifth position back. Mm. And the rail opened up, and New Year's Day... Um, 
with uh, Martin Garcia was doing a pretty good job urging his horse, whip, whipping him like crazy. Yeah. And this thing, all of a sudden, you know, takes a shot down the inside rail and blows by Havana on the inside. And yeah. I, I don't think um, Gary Stevens was really urging Havana on all that much because he, yeah. he was tired anyhow, right? right. So, and then strong mandate come, come comes loping up, and he got up for third. So it ended up New Year's Day. Havana, who ran, I think, a pretty good race, but I think he, if he saved a little bit more ground, would have done a little bit better. Yep. Strong mandate bondholder um, came in fourth. Tappet Rich, who was pretty bet pretty heavily, so we have to keep our eyes on Tappet Rich. It's another – Mike Smith was on him with – it's a Bob Baffert horse. Um, Isn't Bob Baffert – West Coast? Is he yeah, West he's a West Coast, Coast trainer. He's a really good trainer. So he's like probably third yeah. in the American standings for trainers. Yeah, yeah. Um, Might be why, maybe. Mexicoma came in sixth. We Miss Artie, another Pletcher horse, Artie. came in seventh. And I, and I like We Miss Artie. Dance with Fate with Rafael Bejarano on her came in eighth. Diamond Bachelor came in ninth. Diamond Bachelor. Yeah. Smarties. Not a great name. Yeah, Smarties Echo, tenth. Metal Count, another Dale Romans horse with Robbie Alvarado on him, came in 11th. Rum Point, and, and, and actually the two horses that led, Rum Point and Conquest Titan, Drop like bringing stones. up the rear. Yeah. <laughs> Rum Point, that's a good name. I like yeah. that name. So a pretty interesting and exciting race. I got some, actually, I have some great, I got a really great picture of uh, New Year's Day. It's one of my better pictures out of the, I think I shot 2,000 pictures. Yeah, that's what you said. So it's one of the better pictures. So I'll, I'll be posting those soon so you guys can take a look out at the Anglelite site to take a maybe look. Maybe pick one up. Yeah, maybe pick one up. There you go. Buy one. But it's a great picture of uh, New Year's Day. He's kind of looking off in the distance, and he's got mud all over him with Martin Garcia. Was it muddy that day? Was it raining? It wasn't muddy, but he was... Um, kind of in the back. So what happens a lot is when you're racing in dirt, they just get pelted. You don't you don't realize that they get pelted yeah. with mud, or not mud, just dirt. Just dirt. And then like not, the sweat really, maybe. And yeah, and I mean like you you look at you look at a jockey after they get done running in the dirt and like above their like on their helmet and they have their, like their, six their sets face. of goggles. Yeah. Oh, it's all pelted with yeah. dirt hanging off it. And then where their goggles are, it's all clear. Yeah, yeah. And then, and the horse will have like mud on his front muscle chest yeah. on their, on their snoot and stuff like that. So it's yeah. pretty, it's always cool. And in the pictures that really captures it, I mean, you get to get the sense that these things have been running. So it's, it's kind of neat. Um, and actually when it gets really sloppy out, it's really cool to see the horses just, they're all, a mess, kind of. Beer break. So anyhow, yeah, I had a little slip of beer there. Um, so just just the Breeders' Cup experience to me. I mean, when I'm when I'm out there amongst the fans, because I, I, you know, sometimes I get a media passes, sometimes I don't, and I'm I'm kind of twinkling around, you know, trying to get the best <laughs> shot. It's it's twinkling. It's, it's very. I have yeah. trouble seeing you twinkle. Yeah, it's very. You have to be kind of creative because, well, I, I was getting down on the apron close to, to the race, and one of the, a little little Breeders' Cup story here. So I had a pass. I was sitting up in the, in the clubhouse, on the third story, and you only can sit or you only can be around that area, and they're real strict about where you go. So, I I but the my my 
you have I had a lanyard on and the color of yeah. my ticket was yellow. So if you I could get down on the apron, but I wasn't supposed to be down there. <laughs> yeah, so you kinda like so sneaking I would, in I would, and like, little covert operation. I would, every, I would go a different way every time I went down to the to the rail. And one time I actually I I you got, got Busted. I, I got busted. I got thrown out. <laughs> so, you know, and I was like, oh, sorry about that. So I just walked back and I, I waited until a lot of times these, you know, the security folks would be talking to other people. So I just blow by them and run down the stairs him, yeah. and, and try to stay out of the cone of vision of the, the one uh, female that threw me out before. Yeah. So I was only thrown out once in two days. So that's, that's not that's, bad. That's, that's that's pretty good. I yeah. mean, you've been thrown out more. People catch you like, hey. Yeah, got ne- your next year I'll probably just buy Scopia. an apron ticket and uh, yeah. you know, or, or or I'll get a media pass. So anyhow, it was, it was kind of fun though. I was playing; it added to, to my excitement of shooting. Yeah. I was, <laughs> I was pay, playing the the dodge and dance with the security yeah. people. It's <laughs> funny. So, but I got some good shots down on. I mean, every every race I was down, and one one of the things about Santa Anita as as from from, from a pr- photographer's perspective, it was really it was beautiful. It, yep. Two days, gorgeous sun is out but the sun comes up behind the track and as the day or, or it drops down below the track so as the day goes on the shadow of the grandstands projects on the track so the it gets track, harder yeah. and harder to get to the light you yeah. know it, as as the day goes on it gets harder and harder so yep. you have to be creative with you know I'm overexposing pictures mm-hmm. and trying to you know I have a, a really good camera in the uh, but it's a challenge. Yep. The challenge of any photographer. The challenge. And then, you know, there's like a hundred photographers in front. I'll be standing on the rail and like five photographers will be on the track in front of me. So I have to shoot between melons, people's heads. And it's just. <laughs> I was like, melons? Just, oh, boy. <laughs> so it's just, it's it's interesting and, and kind of exciting. So, but uh, I mean, I, I didn't sit much. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I bought a. I had a pretty expensive seat and I, I was not in it a, a lot, you know, so, but, but it, it, it was a lot of fun. I mean, just, just tremendous amount of fun. I was down on the paddock one time and actually, so another story, I was down on the yeah. paddock and Tommy's with me. He said, Hey, there's uh, Gary Stevens. And I think it was on Friday and he, Gary Stevens with Tommy Proctor and had really cool looking silks on. So mm-hmm. I shot like, probably you know 10 or 15 pictures of gary with tommy proctor who's a trainer a california trainer yeah and doesn't he win the classic so i got some great shots of, yeah of gary and he's a, you he's, should uh he's a handsome guy I had, another, <laughs> had another conversation in uh this one female at a at a bar after after the classics yeah. and saying you know she would leave her husband for uh Gary Stevens because he's such a handsome guy, but I was like, "Whoa, okay, hold on a second. All right, I, I wouldn't do that. No, no. <laughs> and then, um, to- then Tommy told me he would he would date him too. So <laughs> I was kind of like, <laughs> you should uh, you should tweet him a picture, see what he thinks. Yeah, of it. Is, yeah. Is, so it was it was. Uh, is he on Twitter? Does he have an official Twitter? Who's that? Gary, Gary Stevens. He yeah. used to, but once he went back to racing, he he stopped it. Oh. but I've seen a couple of tweets. I think since he's been. On, you know he's pretty busy. He's not he's, as prolific. Yeah. As a jock, yeah, yes. When he was a, a an analyst, I think he was tweeting. He's tweeting more, yeah. yeah. But um, still, someone his way. So an, another Breeders' Cup experience story. It was, it was kind of fun. I mean, and, and the people that I met, and the people actually, the people that work for Santa Anita were great people. Mm-hmm. 
there was this one security guard that Tommy built a relationship with, and he's actually following us around. And Tommy kept telling this guy, "Hey, tase this guy." We <laughs> <He tased. laughs> it, was, it was like. You know, just kind of horsing around or whatever. Horsing around. There you go. But, uh, yeah, he said, hey, tase this guy. He's, he's causing trouble. But uh, it, it's it, funny. It was kind of fun. And when Tom, so Tommy, uh, on our second day in the classic, he had he had Mucho Macho Man with um, Wise Dan in, in the, yeah. the double, and he had a $40 double. And he, he had, like, everything with Mucho Macho Man, and he had um, – Will take charge. Who came in second? In exact, I mean, he had it like a hundred ways to Sunday. So he won. I think the, the I don't want. He's gonna get mad at me if I say, but he won fifteen hundred bucks the yeah. last race of the day, which is, I mean, he got pretty bad, much back to even or better. Yeah. And, the, and it was, it was, it was. I mean, so we went out and celebrated a little bit afterwards. It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's funny though. So a little bit more on the. Um, so the classic, so uh, Game On Dude, and you know, so Game On Dude, big fave. You know, in in the classic, I didn't really like Game On Dude. I mean, I, I, some of the competition he was running against in his most recent, he had he had won quite a few races. Yep. So he was heavily favored nine to five, but I, I I really like Mucho Macho Man, and I heard some people disparaging Mucho Macho Man, but I, he's been Mm-mm. training really well, and his form has been strong. I like Mucho Macho Man. Kathy Ripfo made the choice to have him out at Santa Anita for the last couple of months and I think it really really paid off. So yeah. um he ran the classic. He once he came down, he was like close. He was like sitting fifth, close, and then he just blew to the lead. I mean there was a few horses out in front of him. I think Game on Dude, um Declaration of War was up there. Um who else? I, I forget who else was on top, but Mucho Macho Man. Once they hit the top, man, he was he mm-hmm. was rolling. So rolling. another another good thing. I really like Golden Sense in mm-hmm. the, in the Dirt Mile. Um, so he he set a new record. Golden Sense went right to the top in the Dirt Mile, and he set a record for the half in the Dirt Mile of forty four and three, which is smoking fast. Yeah. Um. And he hit the top of the turn, and I'm thinking to myself, man, he's not going to – I mean, he's been running super fast, and he was out on the lead. But, it's, again, speed was king, and, and uh, Golden Ticket started coming up on the end. So it was the, the Golden Exact. I told Tommy – he told Tom, I told Tommy I'm betting the Golden Exact. That's funny. And he he liked Golden Ticket, and I really like Golden Sense, and Golden Sense ended up winning. And I, yeah. I had that Exacta for quite nice. a bit of money, so that was good. Um. I was gonna say so if it was a if it was a mile yeah. would an average run be like forty eight is that yeah yeah hey yeah, I'm learning Maxi you're catching on yeah so the whole twelve second furlong thing I mean so forty four yeah. is like so if, for anybody who's new to it that's that's ridiculously fast yeah. I mean that's like sprinters don't even go that fast yeah so um or like that's a this forty eight's like the average ish kind of yeah. like maybe a little slower or what. Yeah, yeah. So forty-eight. I mean, that that's that's fast. That's fast. I mean, yeah. so anything below forty-eight is like a bullet, and mm-hmm. that and forty-four. And again, speed. I mean, so Saratoga yeah, or San, Santa Anita is like. What does this talk about? No speed. It's yeah, crazy. yeah. So they said the speed bias is gone. I disagree. If if there was a horse leading at the eighth pole, which is an eighth and a mile away from the finish line, it was mm-hmm. very difficult for anybody else to close on that horse. Yeah. So speed favoring. 
Yeah. I, I do believe. But there, there wasn't a lot of favorites that won. I mean, yeah. for for I mean, just in the classic game on dude was the heavy favorite yeah. and Mucho Macho Man won with Will Take Charge flying at the end to almost almost catch him. He yeah. almost caught him. But one of the things in the classic which was really interesting is mm-hmm. it was a very close race. Gary Stevens was on Mucho Macho Man and he did a little fist pump. Yeah. If you watch the video, you'll see you him do see a him little like... fist pump. So he knew that he had won. And I'll tell you, you couldn't tell. They had to do like a photo for for the win. Yeah. But Gary knew when he crossed he the line it. that he had won. Yeah. Which was it, it was cool to it see. It. I race, mean, if, yeah. if, if you don't pay attention, you'll you won't see it. But he does a little fist pump. He won. Um, so I was gonna posit that maybe a lot of the favorites weren't winning or whatever. Maybe it's because it's a West Coast thing. I'd say that like horse racing, obviously it started east because it's like that's where this country started is back yeah. east. So they've been racing horses a little longer. There's more of that history and heritage, and in the West Coast is kind of, I would say, air quotes, new to horse racing. Mm, so I would say that was true maybe a hundred years ago, but I, I, don't, I don't think it's so I don't true. Know. I don't know. Well, because a hundred versus like the dawn of the country. Yeah, I guess there's there's more of like lineage okay, of family. I'll say, uh, maybe that's what I would I would posit that there's some something there. It's a thought. It is a thought. It's a thought. It's you a are, good thought. You are a thinker. It's a thought. Okay, I'll, I'll go with that. Um, but I I think that there are so many good horses in these races yeah. that really in the classic there's game on dude, mucho macho man, flat out, um, will take char. All these horses are great, great. Yeah, I'm horses not saying any horses any aren't good. Win. I'm just saying. But it really it's yeah it's a harder read. Yeah. So, but they really, they really, the history, man. Where's the history, man? Where's my doobie, man? <laughs> so, mucho macho, man. R- really, very happy that he won. I, yeah, and I have I like a lot of pictures of, of the man, mucho should've, macho, man. I should have bet. They, they, <laughs> he should have. They brought in the village people, which I wasn't a huge fan mm. of. Yeah, it's a little lame. It's, yeah. Remember we talked was, about like genuine, was, like very, trying to get the young crowd in. Like, lame. come on, yeah. yeah young as a crowd, as a younger guy, like that's super lame. I'm yeah. sorry. The young crowd goes screaming into the night. Okay, <laughs> so that's it's like just, mm. I almost went screaming into the night. <laughs> Never mind, man. So so anyhow, and then another another favorite of mine, Groupie Doll, won. That's an interesting. And she was in the Philly and Mare Sprint. And she held off Judy the Beauty in the stretch. And I'll tell you what, she was stalking in about third position. And uh, when she hit the the eighth pole, man, she turned the jets on. It was awesome. And uh, Raj McGraw was on her. And it it was the same as she won Raj. Yeah. That seems like two different kind of. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Raj McGraw. (laughs) It's hard hard to say. And I might be pronouncing his last name incorrectly. Fair. But Groupie Dow, um, big golf clap for Groupie Dow. The Dow, she's won a lot. So some of the other races, just want to kind of rattle through who won what and, and what in what order, um, and I'll try and infill with wanna, some stories. Do you want to go back and forth? Maybe you read one, I'll read one. Let's see. Sure, if sure, we can do that. Maybe a little back you and want, forth. You want to do yeah. a little back and forth? Okay. Yeah. In the classic, we already talked about this. The man, mucho macho man, first will take charge. By a nose, a big nose. He's a big lumbering horse. Mm. And Steve Bick's pick for the classic, 
declaration of war. <laughs> it's a tough, tough declaration of war. Mm-hmm. And I and I on this particular race, I had win money and exacta money, so I, I did pretty well in that race, and so did Tommy. Tommy killed in that race. So Maxie, all right. In the mile, we had. Is it wise, uh, wise Dan? Yes, it's Wise Dan. It was just there was a break there. Yeah, <laughs> Zia. Is it Za approval or Zia? Za approval. And Silentio. 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 Yeah. Okay. Cool. And third. So in the sprint, we have Secret Circle. <laughs> Secret Circle. <laughs> Laugh track. <laughs> That's kind and, of an appropriate gentle, that, yeah. gentleman's bet. Um, other ones to the right here, the trainers, just um, trainers and notes. So, Liscano, Liscano, yeah, is the jockey for? Is the jockey okay? I don't know who he's the jockey for. Why is Dan? It looks like it lines up. The Dan, that. Dan the man. It must be yes, because I think uh, Jr. was supposed to ride Wise Dan and he was not available <laughs> for obvious So reasons. do do anyway, the turf. Maxie. So the turf, uh, magician. Then is it yeah the fugue. And then Indie Point in third. With Gary Stevens. Gary Stevens. And then, this is perfect for me, the juvenile. We talked about this in depth. New Year's Day with Martin Garcia. Mm. Havana kind of drifting out and wobbling at the end with Gary Stevens. And the D. Wayne Lucas big lumbering horse, strong mandate, up for third. So next we got the turf sprint. We got Misdirection. Oh, boy. Renee's got zip. Renee's got zip. There you go. And uh, tight end touchdown in third. That's an interesting name. So a little, little story on Misdirection. So Misdirection won last year, and she is a Jim Rome horse. Mm. And Tommy and I were down in the uh, first floor of the clubhouse, and Jim Rome walked by, and we congratulated. And he shook, shook her. Good guy. Nice guy. Cool. Sh- looked at us and shook our hand and said, hey, guys, thanks. I mean, so... And he's a ESPN broadcaster. It was yeah. kind of cool. It was it was cool. <laughs> and nice I checked guy. my back pocket. and He took my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> he took my wallet. We <laughs> robbed him and <laughs> dumped him in a dumpster. No, no um. only kidding. So that that was your. <clears throat> and I actually, I had the exact on that also in some win money yeah. in the Philly and Mare Sprint. One of my favorites, Groupie Doll. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. Judy the Beauty came in second. I had the exact to here, and Dance Card came in third. Dance Card. I like Judy the Beauty because it reminds me of Bouncing Betty from MASH. <laughs> it's kind of like the same thing. Yeah. Um, all right, so now we got the Juvenile Phillies, and we got Rhea Antonia uh, in first, then She's a Tiger, and Rosalind. So a little story on that on that race, as, as I'm remembering these, Maxie. Yeah. So She's a Tiger actually crossed the line first with Gary Stevens. They... And they, they showed they there was a there was a objection or a they threw the little threw the flag threw the flag they pulled the pulled the flag out of the pocket and threw the flag and she's a tiger lugged out and bumped Rhea Antonio in the stretch and it was you know I was like ah oh, that's not that bad but I looked at it you know, they do the head on shot and Gary Stevens came out and it, he kind of did lug out into her, and she was going to go by him. Yeah. So they took. Was it just an accident, or was he being sneaky? 
Um, I think it was an accident, but hey, you, know, you never know. You never, you know all, oh, Gary, he's better. a class act. There's no class act, Gary. Well, I'm sure there's some techniques that will allow them to. Oh, shit. I, I didn't mean to pull the rein that way, but it, it didn't look intentional. Yeah. And the horse was kind of, you know, these horses sometimes when they get to the end of their run, they're kind of wobbly. So. Yeah. But so they took She's a Tiger down, and I had money. I was like, damn it. I had money on She's a Tiger Bastards. with Carrie Stevens. Yeah. I thought I won, but I didn't. Mm. So anyhow. Uh, okay. The Distaff Beholder with Gary Stevens again. Okay. And, and actually, she won. And it, she's a filly. She won last year. I don't think it was the Distaff, though. Close Hatches. I think that's a Pletcher horse. And Authenticity came in third in that nice. race. So we got the juvenile fillies now. Oh boy, Let's you got see. some tough names. Yeah, I know. Why did I picked all the tough ones? Chrysalium, uh, Chrysalium, Chrysalium, yes. uh, Tessa Rosie or Rossi. Yep. And then Colonel Joan. That's I like that name. Yep. And I had the win money on Chrysalium and an Exacta there, which was good. Oh, good. I'm I'm doing all the races that I really enjoy. <laughs> so Golden Sense, I handicapped Golden Sense the night before. With uh, Rafael Bejarano on her. Um, golden Ticket. This and actually. The Golden Exacta? This is the Golden Exacta. So I had the Exacta and win money on Golden Sense. And then. Whew, Brujo oh, de. Brujo de Oreos. Oreos. I don't even know how to pronounce that. Sorry, yeah. we massacred that. Yeah. Name, but we don't have much that's Latin. That's the in us. Dirt Mile. So Golden Sense. Um, really good. Run there, lead wire to wire, one Oios. by four going away. Oios. Oios. I don't know. Yeah, it's a toughie. Okay, so the juvenile turf we have outstrip Giovanni Boldini <laughs> in second, and Bobby's kitten in third. And then the marathon, and this is a re- absolutely ridiculous race. It's a Re- mile and three quarters, <laughs> which is like it's ridiculously mm-hmm. long. They start like in the parking lot, like. Two, two blocks over, um, London Bridge came in first. Blue skies and rainbows. Eh, you don't like that, that name too much. That's a horrible name. I'll say and it. Worldly, um, in third in the marathon. Maybe they picked a bad name because they knew he was good. So. Yeah. So that is it. Um, I'm gonna do a plug for me real quick. If you go to Horse Race Nation, you can see one of my most recent articles. Called, I called it Vibrant Sleeves, A Brief History of Jockey Silks. Did a little research and put together a, a little read on where silks came from. I think it was pretty interesting. Yeah, it's good. I mean, because I have always, I'm a, I'm a kind of a colorful character, so I've always <laughs> wondered where silks have come from. And Maxie did a great job on kind of writing about silks. I also, It's also on our website, which will be the... the uh, angle towards the website, which is anglelightmedia.com. Um, you can find us on Twitter at anglelightmedia and on Facebook. Follow us twi- on Twitter and like us on Facebook. Yes. Yes. Anything else you want to add? Uh, I don't think so. I think we're good. So, Breeders' Cup was a riot.